You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. So, the women's division. The women's division that has been embarrassing the women's division that has been creatively bankrupt there's no direction there's no characters reportedly the female WWE talents are frustrated with the company's booking I'll talk about it man I mean I've been really talking about it for months I've been talking about it for years Regarding the stance of the women's division. The women's division, in my opinion, is awful. Not their fault. But it's the way that management is booking the women's division. And their portrayal of what they think women's wrestling is from their point of view. Thank you guys again for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover. I'm back with another episode. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. And I got you some news on a Sunday. I'm pretty surprised myself. There was actually some news. So again, this is what I'm going to be talking about. Like I started in the beginning, I'm going to be talking about the women's division. So we'll get to that. Also, Bill Goldberg addresses controversial ending to his matchup with the fiend in Saudi Arabia. Something I still cannot get over. We'll hear what Bill Goldberg has to say about it. Also, Michael Eldon. Come on, man. Michael Eldon. I don't know what's going on with this dude, but it ain't looking good. Ain't looking good. I'll give you guys my opinion. He was arrested, and that's pretty much it with that one, man. I'll give you guys my opinion and what I think about it. More stories. (laughs) No one should be shocked about this. There's more stories about allegations against Vince McMahon that are going to be dropping real soon, dropping bombs on the social media circuit, on Twitter. And the Wall Street Journal ain't playing no games. You know, when this first started, I said that there's somebody in the Wall Street Journal that wants Vince McMahon out of power. I'll read it and I'll give you guys my opinion on what I think about the article. But that's pretty much what's lined up today on the podcast. Thank you guys once again for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover. I would appreciate if you guys can go subscribe, share the podcast, and listen to all the previous episodes and upcoming episodes of the Wrestling Takeover on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, speaking of Apple Podcasts and Spotify, if you guys can give me a five-star rating on those two platforms alone, I would sincerely appreciate it. Social media. On Twitter, at JTTakeover. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, again, it's at JTTakeover. Instagram. Shout out to everybody on Instagram. I'm getting new followers every day. I appreciate you guys joining the family. If you guys haven't done so already, Join me on IG at the Wrestling Takeover. We spread love and positivity. We spread creativity, but we also spread that honesty that not a lot of people within the community 
do and bring to the table. Lastly, before we get right into all the news, discuss PW.com. I have been writing a lot of articles, man. I've been getting praise for all of my articles. I sincerely appreciate everybody that have, have ever read all of my articles. You will continue to um, get me, my passion, my creativity, not only on the podcast, but on those articles that I will be dropping on a consistent basis. Again, shout out to Jordan, man. Um, he is the head of DiscussPW.com. He brought me into the family, so I appreciate him. And, you know, trusting me and my creativity and my ability to give me an opportunity to write for an upcoming wrestling website. Let's get into it, y'all. What are we going to start with first? What are we going to start with first? Let's get right into... Let's get into Michael Elgin. All right, we're going to start with Michael Elgin first. Again, he was arrested, right? And apparently he responds to the report that he was arrested in Japan says he's not facing any jail time. This is coming from the people on Fightful. So the article says the following. Michael Elgin, real name Aaron Forbar, was reportedly arrested in Japan prior to July 10th NOAA event. Michael Elgin was originally scheduled to wrestle for pro wrestling NOAA on July 10th, but was the last later announced by knowing that he would be absent from the match. Continuing on, Bodyslam.net's Cassie Haynes reports that Elgin's absence from the NOAA event was due to the fact that he was arrested in Japan last weekend for stealing. <laughs> what the fuck are you stealing in Japan? Continuing on, the report continues saying Elgin was arrested for stealing protein powder and is still currently in jail. Let me continue. Elgin responded to the report on social media saying that he was not charged for stealing protein and is not facing any jail time. He said, quote, I'm not going to bother saying what happened, but I am going to say I am not charged for stealing protein. I'm not charged at all. I'm not facing any jail time. I'm also not deported. I'm going to Canada to be with my family and friends after the passing of an extremely close family member. Thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of Michael Elgin. Following that, he said, I completely understand people don't ever want to believe anything and other than what they wish were true. I'm not going to believe what people say, but I am on my schedule flight home right now. Also, first class doesn't seem like uh, deported, in my opinion. So this article is bullshit. To each his own, man. Um, I just wanted to talk about it real quick because when I first read it, I thought this was ridiculous. And it ultimately turned out to be a false report. But again, I still support everybody over there at Fightful. Again, I don't know why Michael Logan would fucking steal protein powder. All right. I work out too. All right. I love working out. You know what I mean? But you ain't fucking that desperate to steal protein powder, bro. So I think the report's bullshit. But again, to each their own. <clears throat> We're going to get into the good stuff, man. We're going to get into the good stuff. This is going to really be a long podcast. So if that's what you guys are looking for, it's probably not what you guys are going to get. But 
we're going to get right into the next report. Let's talk about let's talk about more stories about allegations on Vince McMahon. More stories about allegations against Vince McMahon are coming out soon. That is an interesting word at the end. Soon. Now, this report is coming from the most controversial wrestling website in the game today, Ringside News. So they are reporting more allegations on Vince McMahon. More stories will be dropping soon. They say the following. Vince McMahon has been ruling over the world of pro wrestling since the 1980s. McMahon ruefully uh, uh, crushed the competition and WWE merged as the biggest pro wrestling promotion following the buys of WCW. That being said, the chairman is now in a heavy, tough spot. McMahon recently found himself in hot water after several mainstream outlets produced stories within several former WWE employees called out the WWE chairman for sexual assault. McMahon was replaced by his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, as the CEO of the wake of the allegations. The troubles seem to be only escalating as more mainstream media outlets are working on the allegations. According to PW Insider, HBO, and the Wall Street Journal are among the outlets working on the stories. So it's not just the Wall Street Journal. The report, the reporters are also working to establish contract with former female employees of the WWE. So they are trying to contact, you know, the former women that luckily were in this type of situation with Vince McMahon. PW Insider, PW.com has learned from someone who was contacted for a potential interview that HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumbar has been preparing a potential story on the McMahon's allegations. They also have been attempting to reach out to former female employees of the company. We can also confirm that the reports from the Wall Street Journal are working on another potential story on McMahon that they expect to drop in the coming weeks and that they've been working on to connect with former WWE women's wrestlers in recent days. Despite the ongoing investigation, Vince McMahon isn't said to be under any kind of pressure to leave the WWE. The boss willers and iron grip on the promotion will have to wait and see what is next for Vince McMahon and the scandal. Let me read that last part of the article. All right. It said we can also confirm that the reports of the Wall Street Journal are working on another potential story on McMahon that they expect to drop in the coming weeks. And they've been working on to connect with former WWE women's wrestlers in the recent days. That's crazy. I mean, this isn't surprising whatsoever to Vince McMahon. This isn't surprising at all. We know Vince McMahon's done this stuff. And you know what's also funny is this story came out and then the story of people, you know, the talent, the women's wrestlers are now frustrated. You're now frustrated. I'm going to get to that in a second. Listen, um, Vince McMahon, Chris Jericho. I did watch an interview being presented 
by Chris Jericho a couple days ago talking about how he said that nothing is going to happen to Vince McMahon. He's probably correct. Nothing is going to happen to him. But if all these stories keep coming out on McMahon, I really wonder what Fox and USA Network is going to do. Also, advertisers, what are they going to do with Vince McMahon? Now, this has been done for decades, generations of billionaires, millionaires, you know, doing type of bullshit that Vince McMahon was allegedly doing. And this is kind of, sadly, a part of the entertainment business. And it's sad, but, you know, it is what it is. It sucks. But I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't think nothing's going to happen to Vince McMahon. I think something should happen. He needs to get out of the power creatively. Head of creative, he needs to go. I don't care if he stays when it comes to business, making business decisions. But when it comes to the creative, that motherfucker needs to go. Bottom line. And that's how I feel about it. We're going to wait and see new developments. I'll keep you guys updated on social media. If there's any, and I'm talking big, major story breaking like the Wall Street Journal update. I will be making an episode uh, documenting every single aspect of what's going on with Vince McMahon. Let's talk about the women. (laughs) The women's division. The women's division of world wrestling entertainment. That's what I think about the women's division. What a joke, man. Um, I'll give you guys my opinion real quick. Short opinion, and then I'll read the article, and then I'll respond to what I'm reading. The women's division in WWE, it's not good. It's not exciting. It's not fun. All right? There's nobody, nobody in the division at all that really feels like a big deal. Well, Bianca Belair is the Raw Women's Champion, so she should feel like a big deal. Bianca Belair does not feel like a big deal. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. She doesn't feel like a big deal. WWE is really screwing up the run thus far of Liv Morgan. It's just my opinion. Okay. When I look at the run that Liv Morgan has been on short, yes, but they're really messing it up right now. Why are they booking Liv Morgan to a point where She has to come on TV and say, I had to overcome this. I had to overcome that, this and that. Woo, woo, woo. No one cares that you've overcame all of these obstacles. Okay? Why are they booking their baby faces so just in this bubble? Oh, I had to overcome this and that. You know, fans, I need you guys to really get on my side. I'm trying to cry out to you guys. I need you guys to support what I'm telling you. The fans are going to eventually get tired of it. The fans are going to eventually turn on Liv Morgan. And that's on WWE. It's on the creative. I tell you guys all the time. 
Some of you guys probably understand what I'm saying. Some of you guys agree with what I'm saying, but I know there's some out there, you know, that don't understand. The creative is so important. It's very important. And WWE has a track record of messing up babyface champions and babyfaces in general. That's just how they're operated. And it sucks. They really cannot create a big babyface. Good example, Roman Reigns, and they fucked that up. And now he's a heel. Liv Morgan is a brand new superstar that can be built up. She is the SmackDown Women's Champion. You need to make her be built up like a big deal. A very important champion. Not an underdog champion. You are the Women's World Champion. You need to be presented as a threat. You need to be presented as you're a boss. You need to be presented as people command your respect. And that is not what Liv Morgan is bringing to the table. Also, something that, to me, Liv Morgan is really lacking. Um, shout out to Liv Morgan. Love her. I'm a big fan. All right. With what, with what I'm about to say is, it's not, I'm not the only one. Okay. Liv Morgan, she's getting better in the ring, but you can still see bits and pieces that, you know, she needs to improve on in the ring. Her timing, you know, her pacing needs to be a little bit more improved, right? Uh, her promo skills are not that great. And as a baby face, you really need to show a lot of personality, a lot of grit. Like Edge used to say, grit and determination. She needs to show that grit. She has the determination, but her promos are very forced. It's not because, oh, she's a baby face. It's just in general. Promos. And WWE are really forced. I'm not trying to hate on her. I'm not hating on Liv Morgan at all. So if I'm trying to come off as, oh, I'm hating on her, I'm not hating on her. I'm a fan of Liv Morgan. I'm just picking up the problems that currently WWE is perceiving right now with her and her run right now. Her run thus far, when you really look at it, has not been good. Look at Bianca Belair and look at her run as Raw Women's Champion. Her run has not been good at all. At all. It has not been exciting. Okay? And that is WWE's fault. This is about the women's division. Bianca Belair, right now, where's the EST of NXT? Where's the EST of WWE? Where's the EST of Monday Night Raw as women's world champion? I need the EST of NXT back. That's what I need because I don't know what is up with of Bianca Belair right now. And again, it's not her fault. It's the booking. It's the creative. It's the creative. So when I heard this story, <laughs> I just laughed because I'm not trying to laugh at the woman. I'm not trying to laugh at them or the women. Excuse me. I'm not trying to laugh at the women. Okay. You have some great talented women in the promotion. One rumor to be leaving soon, which is fucking ridiculous. I hope Io Shirai does not leave. You know what I mean? But we don't know if management has plans for her. We have no idea. Like I keep telling everybody, they pick and choose who they want to push. That's the bottom line. If you guys have been watching for so long when it comes to the women's division, who has been front and center outside of, oh, now Bianca? 
outside of Ronda Rousey, even before Ronda even came into the WWE. It was Sasha Banks, Bayley, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. You could put Alexa Bliss in there, but that's pretty much been the core of the women's division. You look at the women's division now, and it's... You have people, but WWE makes it seem like they don't have anybody. And that's ridiculous because they have people. They're just not giving others an opportunity to breathe. And I can't stand it. You need to book the women's division a little bit more better. And reportedly, they're tired of it. So I don't know why they're finally tired of it. I don't know what led to you guys finally being frustrated. But I'm going to read the article from Ringside News. So let's get to it. Women's wrestling in general has undergone massive growth and developed a lot of depth over the years. Various pro wrestling companies all over the world have embraced how talent women's wrestling can be. Female WWE talents were also frustrated with their booking for a while. Well, did you speak up about it? Or did you come under yourselves like, yeah, we're frustrated, we're tired of this? This and that. Who's going to say something? Who's going to speak up? That is the real issue. Who's going to speak up to Vince McMahon? Who's going to speak up to Bruce Pritchard? That's what I care about. Because if I hear somebody was speaking up to management, that means they care. If they don't speak up and they're just talking... All y'all is talk. That's all y'all do. Y'all just talk. Y'all don't have any balls to go out there and actually go to management and speak up. You don't have any ability to speak up for yourself. You just want to talk. Continuing on, Triple H previously stated that WWE has the best women's division in the world. I mean, I don't know about that now, Triple H. Um which led to a lot of the backlash. However, the booking of WWE's women's division in the past few months has left much to be desired. Oh, yeah, right. That's an understatement. Uh, for fans and pro wrestlers alike. According to Sean Ross Sapp, behind Fightful's paywall, several female WWE talent were frustrated with their booking this spring. I know one. Let me trace back to what I just said in terms of there's not a lot of women speaking up. I'm incorrect on that because Alexa Bliss actually spoke to TMZ. Uh, it's been reported that Alexa Bliss actually went to Vince McMahon and complained about not only her booking, but the way women's wrestling and the way the women's division has been treated on the main roster. So shout out to Alexa Bliss for actually having some fucking balls and speaking up. Everybody else, y'all are just scared. Now, maybe you guys have spoke up. I have no idea. I'm not behind the scenes, even though I love the behind the scenes stuff. I really do. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you guys have spoke up, and that's cool. But if not, and all you guys are just talk, come on now. You're upset about something, go speak up about it. Simple. So, continuing on regarding the uh, Sean Ross app, a paywall conversation this includes everyone from top to bottom of the card <clears throat> that is why more women have now now 
You guys are more speaking up. More women now have been featured more often on WWE programming. They say, quote, we've seen more women featured on SmackDown in recent months. Let me stop. Let me stop. I don't like to stop during midsections, but let me stop. The women are being used. Yes. But these women have no direction. They have no character. Your guys, you all are just out there just for the sake of management saying, all right, fans, shut the fuck up. Okay, the female talents, shut the fuck up. You guys are on TV now. Be quiet. Nah, man, nah. It's not just about, oh, I want to be on TV. I want storylines. I want some character development. I want a reason to be on TV. I want plans, not only for myself, but for the overall state of the women's division. It's all about speaking up. That's what it is. It's about speaking up. If you don't speak up, your voice won't get heard. But your voice, most likely, will not get heard even if you speak up. It sucks. Management, y'all need to change, man. They really need to change the perspective and the mentality of women's wrestling. It's sad. It really is. So, continuing on, Fightful had learned of several female talents that were frustrated with their utilization on the program from the bottom of the card all the way to the top. However, we're told that several were waiting, quote, to see where chips, where the chips fell until they took it to higher heights. Among those chips falling were the returns of Asuka and Lacey Evans, as well as Charlotte Flair taking time off. So, let me get this straight. You guys, the women, the women that when Asuka was gone, when Lacey Evans was gone, when Charlotte Flair eventually left, you women. Now, this happened after Sasha and them dipped. Um, you guys were like, you know what? We're going to see how passionate management really is about the women's division. Because Charlotte's gone. Oscar's gone. Lacey Evans gone. Sasha Banks is gone. Naomi's gone. We're going to wait and let's see how passionate management really is about the women's division. Oh, wait. They don't give a fuck about the women's division. They're on TV. Yeah. They are on television. But they are not in any significant storylines. They're not. They don't care. They really don't. It's all propaganda. To get them in the spotlight. To get WWE, I'm saying, in the spotlight as a company. Or we're pushing women's wrestling. No, you're not. You're not. You're pushing the women on TV. Yes. But you're not giving them characters. You're not giving them storylines. You see, that's why I miss SmackDown in 2016. Because SmackDown in 2016, they had storylines. They had character development. If you're not in the top storyline with the title, you are still being used. 
period. I remember the feud with Natalia and Nikki Bella. I enjoyed that. That wasn't for a title. Nikki Bella and Carmella, same thing. That was not for the championship, and I loved it. You were giving other women that were not in the title scene more of an opportunity. Continuing on, as Lacey Evans, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair were taking time off, with none of them factoring into SmackDown for the foreseeable future at the time, we're told that Creative was able to impel it more women into the program on a regular basis, starting with May 13th episode of SmackDown. Since then, we've seen more interaction of a wider variety of female performers, ablate with variety of creative satisfaction. Creative satisfaction. <laughs> creative satisfaction. There's no creative satisfaction. What is this report talking about? What fucking satisfaction has been the women's division? Please, someone explain that to me, please. There has been no satisfaction with the women's division. Asuka, you know, she's back now. She has no direction. Lacey Evans. They're not doing anything with Lacey Evans whatsoever. She's on Raw. She's on SmackDown. She's on Raw. She's on SmackDown. It's ridiculous. They don't know what to do with Lacey Evans. And by the way, speaking of Lacey Evans, I think Lacey Evans is very talented. I think a lot of these women are very talented. But people, I've been preaching this gospel for years. What have I been saying? It's about the creative. Bailey's coming back. Shout out to Bailey. Love Bailey. Adore Bailey. I can't wait for Bailey to come back. But it's not going to mean anything because it's about the creative. How are they going to present and push Bailey once again? What is the direction for Bailey when she eventually returns? Lacey Evans. They have botched Lacey Evans so much. I genuinely feel bad for her. The creative is not creative. Y'all are not creative. And I'm talking about Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard because that is the real creative. Y'all are not creative. You get a hit here and there, but majority of it is all misses. You feel me? It's just, it's not exciting. Women's wrestling is not great right now in WWE. Bianca Belair's title run has been a failure right now. She was just a couple weeks ago saying, I was actually reporting it via FIFA of a report that she talked about how she didn't get a genuine great reign with the SmackDown women's title. Baby girl, you're getting the same treatment with the Raw women's title. You're getting the same treatment. So that's number one. Number two. I mean, my two girls are gone. Sasha Banks and Naomi. Trinity and Mercedes, gone. So that, that didn't really help either. But even if they did leave, right? You have women. Push the women. Push them. Aaliyah, push her. Right? Shotzi Blackheart, push her. Carmella, push her. Push these people. You need to create new stars. And that's something that WWE only wants to do when they pick and choose these type of women. They picked Lacey Evans. The fans didn't pick Lacey Evans. Management picked Lacey Evans. So Lacey Evans is really getting, if you really want to be honest, and this is what we do on the podcast, we are always brutally uh, just honest and truthful. Okay, Lacey Evans is getting the Roman Reigns treatment right now. 
WWE is not going to stop until they really make Lacey Evans into a big superstar. They want Lacey Evans to be that megastar. So they're not going to stop. The push is forced. You guys know it and I know it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't watched a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown in quite some time. Because the shows just aren't exciting. I would watch for a couple minutes but then turn it off because I'm just not excited with what I'm watching. And that is why you guys have not gotten a review. I do not want my reviews of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown be mostly negative. Period. So until they get better creatively and they bring up good shows, I will review it. I might return to consistently review the shows maybe after SummerSlam. We'll see what happens because SummerSlam's coming up on July 30th. So I'll let you guys know. But Monday Night Raw is not exciting. The women's division is bad. Bianca Belair has no challengers. No challengers. SmackDown. Liv Morgan doesn't really have any challengers right now. And I feel bad for these women. I, I feel bad for every single one of these women. Even Liv Morgan. Even Bianca. I feel bad for. I really do. And it's just about the creative. And these women really need to step up and speak up. I think that's what it really comes down to. Is they got to come together and band together and speak up. Because the disrespect that the women's division has been avoiding for. I'd say like three years the women's division has really been going downhill for a very long time and you know you got to push it you got to present it you can't force it upon people and that's what wwe really is struggling with they force things on people they force people onto us and we regurgitate it back to you saying fuck you we don't want this person we like them, but the way you're forcing it upon us, we don't like it. And that's what I'm really concerned with Austin Theory. I just want to point it, that out. But I'm going to end this with the women's division. It needs to be better. You need to get rid of those fucking tag team titles. Get rid of them. Get rid of the NXT tag team titles. You don't have any women. This is something I think management does not understand. What the fuck is wrong with management? You have no women's division. You cannot keep makeshift tag team people. Putting people together for the sake of putting people together. That doesn't work. It ain't going to fly. I'm going to continue to bring it up. Because it's actually disgusting. And, and also, there's reports that, oh, WWE doesn't have any plans for the women's tag team championship and the women's division. Good. Good. That's what that gets. Good job. Good job. Get rid of it. Get rid of those titles. You don't need those championships. Those titles are being created for the sake of shutting the fans on social media up. This is what I'm saying too, man. Like, I think fans don't think Oh, we want women's tag team titles. Do you have a plan for those titles? Or do you just want them because you want these women to give more opportunities? If that's the case, God bless y'all. That is fine. I want these women to get opportunities as well. But I have been on my flag alone. Alone. I've pitched this to everybody. 
And everybody that I was talking to, oh, Jordan, I never thought of that idea. I have been saying for years, you need to bring in a mid-card United States intercontinental type of title to the women's division. Look at what AEW did with the TBS championship. They're giving other women an opportunity. That is what WWE needs to do. Oh, but Jordan, they're doing that with the women's tag team titles. Okay, that's fine. But guess what? Guess fucking what? There's no division. There's no division. You following me? There's no women. You following me? You're makeshifting people just to put into a division. Just to say, you know what? We do have a women's division. We do have a women's tag team division. No, you don't. You don't. You're just putting women together. Get rid of those women's tag team titles and introduce a intercontinental type of championship to the women's division and have that float between not only Raw SmackDown, but include NXT. That's what they need to do. There's so many problems with the women's division right now that we can go on and on. But I don't want to do that because I got one more article to talk about on today's show. Let me know what you guys think about my thoughts on the women's division. And it just needs to improve. That's all it needs to do. I wish management really cared about the women's division like I do. Goldberg. Goldberg. You guys know my thoughts on Bill Goldberg, man. Saudi Arabia. A couple years ago. Killed the fiend. Oh, the fiend was already dead before then. No, he wasn't. It wasn't looking good, but no, he wasn't. He died in Saudi Arabia. That's my opinion. I'm going to stand on that. So Bill Goldberg, right? He addresses the controversial ending to his matchup with The Fiend in Saudi Arabia. This is coming from Wrestling Headlines, WrestlingHeadlines.com. Shout them out. So WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg recently spoke with Shock Wrestling about a wide range of pro wrestling topics, which included the former two-time Universal Champion addressing the controversial ending to his matchup with The Fiend back in 2020, a finish that many fans did not enjoy. Highlights from the interview are obviously down below. Listen. I still cannot, can't get over the fact that Bill Goldberg beat The Fiend. Let's hear what Bill Goldberg has to say. He says, quote, let's put this out there. Okay. He says, I've never said anything that wasn't true in the wrestling business. I'm a talent and I do what the boss tells me to do. That is true, just like everybody else does. I flew to Saudi Arabia knowing that I was going to lose. Oh, really? Okay. He says, then somehow it changed and the finish was different. And it surely wasn't my idea. It wasn't me. Because 
It's an extremely selfish move, number one, to do. Number two, then truly it wouldn't be about the business. It would be about myself. And number three, who the hell am I as a part-time guy to come in and demand anything? Truly, I mean I'm not. Let, let me stop. Let me stop. Okay. Couple things. Number one, do I believe what Bill Goldberg is trying to sell to the people that are still angry with him about what happened to the fiend? Do I believe what Bill Goldberg is saying? Does he feel genuine? Is he being honest? I don't know. I don't know. I want to say he is being honest. But then, uh, but then again, I want to say he's bullshit. He's capping because he knows people really can't stand him because he killed one of the hottest characters in recent WWE memory. I mean, since The Undertaker, in my personal opinion, since Undertaker and since Kane and also shout out to Mankind, an underrated character as well. The Fiend was on that type of level. Bottom line. Bottom line. This is what I felt when he when he was facing Bill Goldberg. Okay, Bill Goldberg, he's going to be another entity. He's going to be another um, opponent going down for the Fiend. Great. Bell rang. You feel me? Ding, ding, ding. We did all the whole shebang. He gets speared, and I'm thinking, okay, he popped up. He did it again, popped up, did it again, popped up. Jackhammer, one, two, three. I looked at the screen. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I looked down on the ground for like fucking 10 minutes. I couldn't believe it. I fucking yelled so loud because I was pissed. Goldberg is a piece of shit. He's a selfish motherfucker. But I don't know the guy. I don't know him. But immediately I thought to myself, this is a Goldberg move. Goldberg wanted to win. But wait, didn't Bill Goldberg a couple months later... Didn't he say in an interview that he wanted to win for his son? He wanted to beat the villain. He wanted to make his son feel like he's a genuine superhero. So Bill Goldberg's capping. Bill Goldberg's capping. He's on some bullshit. Was Bill Goldberg satisfied after beating The Fiend? Was he satisfied? That's what I'm, I'm worried about. Was Bill Goldberg satisfied he killed a character? One of those popular characters since Kane, Undertaker, and Mankind? I got to do what the boss says. Listen, Goldberg, I get it. But for this one, I'm fighting him on this one. If I was in Bill Goldberg's shoes, I'm fighting Vince on this one. I'm not losing to Bray. Because I know the aftermath. And the aftermath was ruthless ruthless people only hate bill goldberg because of what he did to the fiend that's why i hate bill goldberg that's the only reason why i hate bill goldberg i don't hate bill goldberg for anything else you beat the fiend fuck you you didn't need to beat him whatsoever you have a voice bill you have a voice and not one time in this uh interview right here with these transcripts did bill goldberg say oh i spoke up to vince mcmahon you didn't speak up to Vince. You didn't speak up to Vince whatsoever. 
He continues on. Vince gave me an opportunity, gave me a lot of opportunities, you know. Maybe I didn't deserve it in the past. I own that man just about everything. First and foremost, I've never said not one to put over anybody. Maybe back in WCW, I didn't agree with Jericho over or something like that. If I can remember correctly, because I didn't think it was time for the character to be involved in any comedy. But not in a million years in that fiend situation in Saudi Arabia would I have done that. No way in hell. And I've loved to get on the phone with Bray and tell him. I love to see him face to face and make sure there's no 1% of him being in that beliefs and that I have changed the match. So he wants to tell Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, like, hey, yo, I didn't change the match. I just want you to know that face, uh, face value. I didn't change the match. He went into Saudi Arabia knowing that he was going to lose. I believe Bill Goldberg there. But Bill, this was smart for you to come out. This was smart for you to come out and say what you said because now, do I believe that people believe what Bill Goldberg is trying to sell? Of course not. They see tunnel vision. Bill Goldberg you fucked up Bray Wyatt. You fucked up the Fiend character. Fuck you. I don't like you anymore. That is what I would say like over 80% of the people are looking at. That's what they're looking at. I do believe Bill Goldberg here. I do. I, I don't think he genuinely went to Vince McMahon and said, you know what, Vince? Uh, I need to beat this little clown monster dude right here. I need to be the universal champion. But the problem is, Bill... You did not need to win that title. So you, as a top legend in the game, you should have went to Vince and said, you know what, Vince, this isn't a good idea. And that's the problem, Bill, that I have with you. You did not go to Vince McMahon and said, you know what? I should not beat the Fiend here. I need to lose. This guy needs to go over. He's a part of the future. Maybe if the Fiend beat Goldberg... The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda maybe would not have left WWE. I'm just saying. It's a possibility. At the end of the day, it happened. And we got somewhat closure on this situation because I seen something on Twitter. And they were ranking what was the worst booking decision in the past decade in WWE. And guess, in terms of a decision that was made by wwe and guess what was number one guess what was number one saudi arabia the fiend losing to bill goldberg go figure go figure i'm not the only one that's pissed i'm, I'm still pissed about it but it happened it is what it is again i do believe bill goldberg but then i don't believe bill goldberg but if he says that he did not change the finish whatsoever he went into it knowing that all right, I'm going to lose. I'm going to put over uh, Bray Wyatt here. I'm going to put over Wyndham. Oh, wait, I'm not going to put over Wyndham. And then that right there, Bill, should have been your opportunity to step up as a leader and a legend in the game and say, you know what? I don't want to beat Wyndham here. I don't want to beat Bray. He needs to go over here. That's not what happened. And for that, from that standpoint, fuck you. But I do believe what you're saying. I do. So there's closure there with that situation. That's all I got for you guys today. 
That's all I got for you guys on Sunday right here on the number one most creative and honest podcast in the wrestling community. This has been the Wrestling Takeover. I'm your host, Jordan Turner, and I will see you guys next time.